Disability Talks with Shane. Talking all things disability. Invocate design, manufacture and distribute an extensive line of home and long-term care medical products and services that promotes recovery and active lifestyle. Business manager for Invocate, Wayne McNamara, is my guest today. Welcome to the podcast, Wayne. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You too. Likewise. Why don't we start by explaining how Invocare, who Invocare is and what your role is? Yes, Shane. So Invocare is a global um, manufacturer in medical products. We um, build products that go in people's homes into aged care facilities and basically our, our products are there to help promote recovery and, and help people with their lifestyles and hopefully just make day-to-day tasks a bit easier for anyone with a mobility issue. I heard you were talking before a little bit about the um, rollout stuff you're doing with the COVID stuff and that. Yeah, we're doing a, um, you know, part of the um, uh, areas that we work in is that we uh, build oxygen concentrators over in the United States and one thing we have noticed is the demands with um, oxygen concentrators throughout the uh, throughout the world, and in, including here in Australia, so we get to see um, a lot of the effects of people that had COVID maybe six months ago, twelve months ago, eighteen months ago. But the, the demand for oxygen concentrators, I've been in the industry now, um, gee, about 12, 12, 13 years, and the demand for oxygen concentrators is worldwide has never been what it currently um, is. And I think we we had something ridiculously number thrown at us the other day where. I think the orders we've got in the last year have been the equivalent of the last 10 years combined. So um, we're noticing that side of the um, of the effects of COVID. So it's one of those things, we don't know what, what lies ahead. And um, uh, yeah, we just hope that uh, we can all get through this to the other side. Yeah, that'd be good if we could. How long have you been involved in the industry? So I've been in the industry now, uh, yes, yeah, so about 12, 12 to 13 years. Um, I started off in a um, business selling um, scooters and adjustable beds um, and uh, lift and recline chairs to to the public. And I I just found it was a, a really good fit for me. I really enjoyed seeing the positive impact mobility products could have on, on people's lives. And um, I, I really enjoyed seeing... Um, you know, people's faces when they were able to buy a product or buy, buy a scooter for the first time. And, and yeah, it, it really resonated with me. And so I did that for a, um, uh, a couple of years. And then I got involved with um, Invacare, who as a, as a manufacturer, uh, my role with Invacare is to help um, distribute and promote the product throughout, um, uh, throughout Australia. Um, so I'm one of the business managers there. We have a few. And, but my, yeah, I, I do have that very, um, I do have a very good uh, inclination with mobility scooters. I just think they are a great product that can, like many products, can change people's lives. But when you see someone hop on a mobility scooter for the first time and they're going down the street and they have that independence, um, I really enjoy that side of the business. With those scooters, are they mainly mainly done for the elderly or for the young people if they need it? Yeah, look, there's there's no rules about um, who a mobility scooter is uh, is for. At the end of the day, a mobility scooter is there to make um, make life a little bit easier and enable you 
and to give you freedom. So, you know, naturally people think of the elderly, but there are also um, young people as well who may not qualify for a driver's licence. Um, you know, I'm thinking of uh, people like stroke victims, for example. There's a mul multitude of um, uh, illnesses and disabilities that may prevent someone getting a, a licence. So a mobility scooter is a step where they can have that ability to not rely on anyone else. They can get out into the community themselves. And that's the, you know, so as far as who, what age group, et cetera, it, it is, there's, there's no age limit as such. Um, the thing is that are you safe to drive a mobility scooter? That is probably the, the, the thing that determines who can actually um, operate one. What's the with the what's the costing involved by by buying one from you guys? So it really it really varies. Um, so it also depends in Australia uh, where you are. So look, scooters will start with our smaller scooter is a pull apart scooter called the Calibri, and that usually depending on where you are in uh, in Australia is generally um, uh, it's generally under between under the $2,000 mark to the low 2000s, just depending on how, what you require with it. And that's a pull apart one, which will go into the back of a car. You can drive down to the shops, get it out, put it together. And then you can go to top of the range and then you're looking, you know, on scooters that are, you know, maybe between five and $6,000 for top of the range. That's with our brand, but there are so many different scooters out there um, these days and they're very different. You get ones now that look like Harley motorcycles and, you get ones that are fully enclosed to get a bit of protection from the rain, and they can go. Um, you know, scooters we see now can be over ten thousand um, dollars. So there's a quite a big uh, a big range of scooters out out there at the moment. How do you work out which scooter is best for you? Okay, so I suppose the first thing is to ask yourself why why do you want a scooter? There's a big difference to somebody that needs a scooter to um, put in the back of their car to just take down to the shops versus someone that needs to go a kilometre down the road versus someone that needs to go, wants to go five or 10 kilometres down the road. So you need to look at how far you want to go in the scooter and also what you'll be using it for. And the other big factor is where you live. There's a big difference to the sort of scooter somebody um, that, for example, lives in the suburbs that are very flat versus somebody that is in a much hillier area because you then need to look at, you know, what sort of motor it has, maybe the suspension, all those factors. So I'm a, I'm a big believer if you are looking at a at a mobility scooter, um, if you see one in a showroom somewhere, um, it's always really good to ask for a trial at home because if you drive down your, your street and you're 50 metres down the road on your brand new scooter and you think, wow, gosh, this road's really bumpy, the footpath is really bumpy, um, I don't like the suspension on this, You've just purchased a product that you ultimately are probably not going to use as much as you should have. So getting a trial at home is a, is a really important part of the process of buying a scooter because then you can try the scooter in your street on your footpaths to work out that it, it is comfortable because comfort with a mobility scooter is really important. It's, it's important that if you are riding a mobility scooter that you feel comfortable, it gives you the support that you need has the features that you need. And sometimes you don't realise exactly what you need until you're riding it down your street or down to your local shop as, a, as part of the trial. And most people that sell scooters across Australia, regardless of the brand, will offer you a, a home trial and they'll come out in a van, bring out a couple of different scooters and that will help determine which scooter 
um, makes you feel comfortable but also enables you to do what you want it to do. With the scooters, do you char- how do they charge? So generally, once again, it depends on what sort of scooter that you have. Um, there's some uh, small scooters now, especially these what they call travel scooters. These are the scooters that generally fold up on themselves and you put them in the car as one piece where you can take them on, you know, on cruise ships, etc. Um, so they generally have lithium batteries and um, then most other scooters that have either lead acid or gel batteries just come with a battery charger, either usually a 5-amp or an 8-amp battery charger. My personal opinion is if you want the batteries to, to last, Basically, the rule of thumb should be when you're not using it, have it on charge. And if you do that, what you do, you'll get a, you, your batteries will last um, much longer than someone who, you know, they may not use their scooter over over winter. So for three months, they don't charge it. That's just going to kill the batteries, just like your mobile phone. If you don't charge it for, you know, a few months, it's going to really affect the, the battery um, on the phone. So just think like that with a mobility scooter. You'll get a much longer life with your batteries if you leave your scooter on charge when you're not using it. And the battery chargers these days, they, they stop drawing power. So when your scooter is fully charged, they don't keep trying to draw power. They recognise that the scooter is fully charged and then they stop draining, uh, draining power. So rule of thumb, if you're not using it, have it on charge. And if you do that, your batteries will be in much better condition. Do you need a licence and can you drive on the road? Okay, so a license, no. That is one of the good things about a mobility scooter is you do not require a, um, a license, but in some states uh, you are required to register them, but you do not need a, um, a license to uh, operate one. And, um, you know, you have to know, even though it's not a car, um, you, you have to realise that you still have to, follow some basic um, rules. So generally with, with mobility scooters, uh, scooters in, in Australia, the rule is you, you you are not to drive on the road, you must drive on the footpath. There are generally two exceptions to that. One is A, when there is no footpath, or B, if there is a footpath, but the footpath is unsafe. So there could be workmen on it, there could be you know, pavers pulled up and, it's, and or tree roots that are sticking out, and so it's unsafe. So then you need to have to go on the road in those circumstances. But you must do it safely and, and with common uh, common sense. Um, I've I've I know people that have been driving erratically on mobility scooters, and literally the police have pulled them over to have a conversation with them because everyone wants you to be to be safe. Um, and you know we, we, we get asked sometimes, can you get done uh, DUI on a mobility scooter? Well, at the end of the day, it is a, a vehicle you're operating, and so if you are intoxicated, and it is very obvious, once again, you will get pulled over, and you can get issued a fine uh, for that, just depending on what state you're uh, you're in. But um, yeah, common common sense is the is the key. Don't go driving in the middle of the road. Uh, we have cars driving 60 kilometres an hour um, right next to you. You just need to use common sense. What changes have you seen over the years with scooter designs? Gee, they are they are really changing, Shane. It's a, it's a really good question. Um, you know, originally it was just a uh, a device to help you get from A to B, and then over the years, uh, what people have wanted in a scooter has has changed. And with technology, there's been a lot more uh, advances. So you know, these days, uh, for example, we have um, scooters now with digital screens, 
We have scooters now that have USB chargers, phone holders, cup holders. Um, there's a whole rate, you know, suspension has improved dramatically. Uh, over the years, we've gone from standard suspension to basically wishbone suspension, so technically like car um, suspension. So there's been a lot of um, advances in areas like uh, like that and just um, the way, um, you know, different things that we can attach to the scooter, like storage boxes, canopies um, as well, and the way scooters actually look. There's been a lot of, it's one thing to feel comfortable, but people are also very proud and they like the way their scooter looks. So there's been a lot of advancement in um, design with scooters. Um, so they, they look very different now to what they did 10 years ago. They look a lot more modern, almost space-age-like, some of them. Um, and there've also been a lot of advancement with the way um, they they suit the people driving them. So they're, they're being thinking about mostly aged people, people with arthritis, you know, how what's the dexterity in your hands like? So they've changed the way handlebars, what shape they are, what angle they are. Uh, there's been a lot of work in that over the years as as well. But it's just, it's exciting to see. There are ones now that are designed for people that live on, on farms and want to be able to go check the sheep on and et cetera. So massive wheels, massive clearances. It, it just keeps changing all the time. It's quite um, exciting. And, you know, probably the biggest growth in the last five years has been with these transportable scooters. There are a lot of types out there where, as I said, you know, literally some of them come with a remote, you press one button and the scooter folds up itself. So it's been quite exciting to see um, uh, over the years, and our scooters are made um, in Taiwan, the, and and most reputable brands are made in Taiwan. And the reason I, I emphasise that is that in Taiwan, mobility scooters are considered a medical device, so they have a lot more stringent criteria to meet. So it's um, yeah, I said it's it's forever changing. Um, scooters in another five years will be very very different again. Um, even you know, five years ago, if you wanted to buy a in the care mobility scooter, you had to choose you know red or blue, and it came as that. These days, they have colour shrouds, so that the colour panels are interchangeable. So um, there's a lot more flexibility, a lot more choice of colours um, as well. So it's, it's it's really interesting to see what's happening with scooters, and I'm excited to see where it's going to continue to uh, to grow. Um, but safety is another aspect, so. With the Invercare range, um, a lot of our scooters have the automatic speed reduction, which is is something I'm really keen about. So, how that works? You imagine, you know, someone's driving down the road and a car pulls out in front of them. They might have their hand all the way down on the on the throttle, um, so like the accelerator um, on the handlebars, and their natural instinct is to automatically turn out of the, the way. But if they're going really fast, that can cause them to tip. So, with the Invercare um, range, what there is, there's a sensor. And that can sense you're turning too fast for the speed you're going. And the scooter will automatically slow down, even with your hands still automatically, you know, fully down on the on the, on the throttle. The scooter itself will actually um, speed right down. So that's a really good safety feature. Um, you can also now get personalised locks. So with our range, you can get a key lock where only your key starts the scooters. Um, it's, it's commonly known in the, in the industry that whether you have a, whether it's, you know, an Invercare, a Pride, a Merit, whatever the brand may be, that the keys are quite interchangeable. And one of the funny things is that, you know, sometimes in nursing homes, they might have, you know, half a dozen or 10 scooters in the front room for the residents and someone takes their key down to the uh, um, their room and they hop on the red scooter they think it's theirs, it's actually not, but their key starts it. 
So one of the safety features that we've brought out uh, in the last couple of years is personalised locks. So only your key can start it, and that's a really good sort of uh, safety feature as um, as well. But as I mentioned before, there it's things are changing um, uh, all the time. In Europe now, with our range, it's just they've just started bringing out connectivity, so you can check your phone to see how much distance you have on your batteries before you leave at home and. If you're driving, you know, going to your daughter's house, the daughter can actually log on and see where you are um, in the journey. So um, that's something I hope, you know, eventually will come into um, Australia as well. So it's, it's forever changing. And with that, with the scooters, can you tow anything with them? Yes, look, um, scooters can um, have a, uh, a rear bumper bar and you can, um, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, handy people out there that will uh, can put a tow bar on. Naturally, you have to think about the the weight capacity that your scooter. Um, so I'm more has, talking so about you, the, when they go to shopping and top that. Yeah, look, I look. There's um, a lot of uh, um, baskets that you can put on the on the back. Some big baskets for the fronts as well. Um, the main thing with with uh, shopping is you have to remember mobility scooters are are not necessarily designed for people that can't walk. They're designed for people that can't walk far. One of the things that I think annoys me is I see a lot of elderly people struggle walking around a shopping centre. By the time they get home, they're absolutely exhausted. I like the idea better that you can go into a shopping centre with a mobility scooter, go around the shopping centre. Then if you want to go into a shop, park the scooter outside, then walk into the shop, and that will help conserve your energy. So by the time you get home, you're not exhausted. So with that in mind, you can get baskets for the back of a scooter, you can get um, uh, baskets even now with the Imicare range, very big baskets for the front that when you get to a shop, actually slide off and you can walk into the shop, put a bit of food shopping in them and get back to the scooter. You can place it back on the front of the scooter. So yeah, there's a lot of different storage options for people to help them carry things on their scooters, Shane. Do you have a su- success story you would like to share? Look, I think there's, Look, there's probably a lie. As I said, you know, when you always see someone's face light up when they're when they're riding a um uh, a scooter for the first time, it's, it's always really good to see. But I, there's one that comes in mind still from about gee, it was about nine or ten years ago. There's a lady in uh, here in Adelaide, and she was pretty much just staying at home um, and not and not getting out and relying on family to come around and bring her uh, things or hopping in a taxi and. Um, her, her son contacted me and, and explained the situation. He was worried about mum, saying she was almost, he was worried that she was getting depressed, being stuck at home or having to rely on on uh, people um, all the time. So we went around there with a, a mobility scooter and I, I literally remember this lady hopping on this scooter and driving out the driveway and going down the street a bit. And when she turned around and faced me again, her face, her face just said it all. And um, look, they they decided they wanted the scooter then and there. What what's really interesting about about this lady is that you know that the the children would always ring her and make sure she was you know she was okay. And all of a sudden they'd ring home and she wasn't answering the phone and they would panic and think, oh, she had a fall. And they end up they would end up driving around there only to find out that mum was on the scooter gallivanting around the the uh, the neighbourhood. So they had to buy her a mobile phone so they could then actually keep track of, you know, if she wasn't answering her home, was she out and about? And the great thing about this lady who um, was stuck at home for many years is that she 
started to go down to the local shopping centre purely to have a coffee. And that's where she started to meet a whole new range of people. And I think that's the thing about mobility scooters. You, you have to think of it as, as a lifestyle change. It not only helps you get from A to B, it gets you out in the community, it gets you out into environments um, that you, you weren't normally in. And what that does is it really improves your mental health. And this woman started to feel younger and they noticed the change, you know, so quickly. And that's the thing about mobility scooters. But this one lady is one of thousands around Australia that would be experiencing the same the same sort of um, thing. And But that lady just still to this day uh, resonates with me with how it uh, changed her life and how it helped her grow her, her friends in the neighbourhood. And, and that's great for everyone. And one other question I want to add, what happens if you're taking them on planes and stuff like that? Yeah, look, certainly that is um, uh, possible. Um, naturally, you can't take a large, um, you know, a, a super large one on, but the transportable ones, the pull-apart ones, can be taken on a um, plane. You do have to check with the airline that you're, you're um, travelling with, whether they're happy to do that. But I know we had a gentleman... Um, in Macares, you know, we're, we're a global company. We're in over 80 countries around the world. We had a gentleman going back about five years ago bring his mobility scooter out from Germany, and it was a large scooter. It took some, it took some logistics, but he was able to travel around a um, uh, Australia um, with his mobility scooter. And um, I think that's the um, thing you need to check with the airline uh, that you're travelling with, what they take. There is usually requirements regards to the batteries that are in the scooter. But, yeah, look, it certainly can be done. How do people make contact if they would like more information? Look, so basically uh, here in, in, in Australia, they can ring our customer service line on 1800 460 460 and then they can ask to speak to somebody in their, in their state um, and they can ask for me if they, um, if they like and uh, we can help guide them through the uh, process and refer them to uh, someone in the area that uh, sells scooters because it's important you have local backups. It's important that if something goes wrong, someone can come out and have a look at the scooter, um, you know, check if you've got a flat tyre, anything like that. So local backups are really important. So uh, we can help that. And if um, we have people in New Zealand listening, because Imiki has a big presence in New Zealand as well, uh, their customer service is 0800 468 um, um, The only thing I want to add, you know, talking about local service, etc., it, it is important you buy scooters from people that do have um, technical people on staff that can assist you if you need help if something does go wrong. Accidents do happen, and I think it's important you have um, local backup. And like I was saying earlier, people that can come out to your home and show you the scooters. I think what you have to also just um, um, think about Shane as, as well. And I know that, you know, there might be um, the children of people thinking about scooters listening. It's always, it's great to work out which scooter suits you, but it's also important to determine if um, you're capable of driving a, a scooter. And one thing I, I I always like to check is that people have really good eyesight. Um, you know, that, that they can see five metres ahead of them. So they can work out, is there a pothole? Is there a hazard in front of them? And also things like the dexterity in their in their fingers, because if their fingers aren't strong enough to hold down a a, um, a throttle or use a steering wheel, um, you know the, the, what we call the tiller, having the handlebars, um, they're important things that you need to be able to um, work out that they're capable of. 
And then also the other aspect is, um, you know, mentally, um, are they lucid enough to be able to operate a, a vehicle? Um, they're the sort of things that, you know, you need to consider when purchasing a scooter as, um, as well. But as I said, we're happy to help people through the process and refer them to reputable um, dealers around the country. And, uh, yeah, certainly help them through uh, going through that. Well, people here in Victoria, where's your brands, people, people, if people would like to get a scooter? Yeah, look, we have a lot in uh, Victoria. We have a lot of um, places that sell mobility scooters. On our website, there is a dealer locator. So if you go to immacare.com.au, there is a dealer locator that we are able to um, uh, highlight people in your area that sell our range. But gosh, it'd be oh, 20 places across uh, Melbourne and then yeah, outside that, many regional places in uh, Victoria that sell our scooter um, range. And if you, you haven't got access to the internet uh, or you have trouble finding out, ring that 1800 number, 1800 460 460, and they will put you in touch with somebody in your, your area. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast, Wayne. Look forward to chatting you chatting with you again soon, later in the year, if we could. Yeah, yeah, Shane, not a problem. It's been great talking. Um, been a pleasure. Everyone, stay safe and uh, look after yourself. You too. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials. Mm-hmm.